Welcome to the Well Woman Show. You know, you you might be good at all this admin kind of stuff because I have that kind of brain that can track a lot of things. But is that where your genius is? And you really need to be working in where your genius is and then find ways to what you're good at can be delegated to somebody else. Each episode is a transformational journey using mindfulness, feminism, leadership, and strategy to support you to thrive personally, generate wealth, and impact your community. And now, here's your host, feminist thought leader, London School of Economics grad, leadership consultant, and transformational coach, Giovanna Rossi. Hello, gorgeous well women. On the show this week, I'm excited to tell you that I'm talking to Anna Vocino, who is actually our voiceover uh, talent for our intro to the show. She does voiceover for many, many organizations and companies, and she's also a stand-up comic. Um, She's a celiac who writes cookbooks, and she's the co-host of Fitness Confidential. So she is a woman of many talents. Um, I think you'll really enjoy this show if you also are juggling many, many of your own talents. She weaves together all of these different pieces of herself, and she's also a mom. And um, you know, it's it's a really interesting conversation about how she pulls all these things together under one umbrella, so to speak. Um, we do talk on the show about how to do many different things and how that can be part of your brand. White delegating is so important for busy women and steps you can take to avoid burnout. You know, I love that topic. So all the information shared today can be found at the show notes at wellwomanlife.com slash 187 show. And you can join us over in the Well Woman Life community group at wellwomanlife.com slash Facebook. The Well Woman Show is thankful for support from Natural Awakenings Magazine and High Desert Yoga in Albuquerque. So if you are new to the show, welcome. You'll enjoy this. And um, if you're a returning guest, I mean, (laughs) a returning listener, um, then welcome back. And uh, now to my interview with Anna Vocino. I'm speaking with Anna Vecino this morning. Welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. Ooh, I'm so excited to have you on. First of all, as we heard in the intro, you are a voiceover talent, among many other things. And I just <laughs> want to point out that you are the voice of the Well Woman Show intro. And what's great is that listeners get to hear more about the human behind the intro um, today, because I want to talk to you about all the really awesome, cool things that you're up to, Anna. So let's just start in with going a little deeper. Like, who are you in the world today? Who am I in the world today? Well, I, I have quite an eclectic mix of, uh, shall we say, creative content that I put out into the world. Um, I am a voice talent. I always like to say that's kind of that's my day job. Uh, and it's a very good day job, so I would be crazy to walk away from it. I'm currently the one of the promo voices for NBC, and I promo all of their their comedies and their reality shows as well as the Tonight Show, and um, it, that's a wonderful gig. So I do that. I do cartoons. I do video games. I do commercials. I do. I always say, as long as it's not porn, if they ask me to voice it and it pays union, I do it. So. That that's what I'm doing. But I also have this kind of side passion project. And that is I've been podcasting with Vinny Tortorich since 2012. And very quickly, we figured out he he's a fitness guy and I'm a food gal. And I'm now seven and a half years later, just released my second cookbook, Eat Happy Two. 
And it's basically a low carb cookbook, but it's like low carb comfort food. It's yummy. And then I'm also a comedian and I go up several nights a week. Uh, my husband and I do a dual act about marriage. We've been married 20 years. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Usually comics aren't dumb enough to marry other comics. Kids, if you're going to grow up and be a comedian, don't marry another comedian. So wait, that's what he does? He's a comedy writer. That's what his full-time job is. Yeah. We do a dual act about marriage. It's a little he said, she said. It's telling some truths about marriages. When I did stand up by myself, I would always run my jokes past him because why not if you live with a comedy writer mm -hmm. and he would run his jokes past me and I would watch comics, especially male comics up on stage, usually uh, the week after their child was born, being like, oh, my God, fatherhood. Am I right? And I'd be like, I would love to see what your wife has to say. <laughs> <laughs> Let me hear what she has to say about the jokes you're doing. And so we thought that would be kind of a fun and unique perspective is to, to get up there and poke holes in the institution, but also poke holes in our marriage and hopefully give give people some like relief knowing they're not the only ones. <laughs> okay, so it sounds like you do a lot of different things. Yes. How do you manage that? And how do you bring that all together under your own brand? Only recently, I feel like there have been role models of people and women in particular, but people out there doing a wide variety of things. Oprah was always like the one where you're like, oh, well, she has a TV show and she also has a school for the, the girls and she also does, you know, produces stuff. It used to be when I was growing up. In fact, when I was growing up, I'm 46. So when I was growing up and I knew I wanted to be an actor, you could only be either a film actor or a TV actor. You couldn't do both. So it was like you had to pick. But I grew up loving TV. So I always wanted to do that. And I always wanted to do comedy. So the the passion projects of like the cookbook and, and doing a fitness podcast. But I was already very passionate about food because I was diagnosed with celiac in 2002. And I was trying to figure out what I could eat. And also, I was cooking all this gluten-free, delicious treats, but putting on weight. And I guess my instinct is always like, if I can turn my expertise into something that helps other people, then I'm going to do it and try to make some money off of it in the process. To try to blend all of these unique skill sets together, it has been a challenge because, first of all, it's really hard to move gigantic projects forward. So I, I do have several assistants who help on different things. Realize that if I'm going to keep writing cookbooks, I can't go to the grocery store to buy the ingredients. Like I need that kind of help and support. Yeah. So you have to you have to recognize that and then start delegating and and getting getting what you need. So I just want to touch on something that you brought up, which is when you were growing up, the you know you had to choose between film and TV. And I I, I do think that in the 70s, 80s, 90s. It really was a, about that for many industries. It, it was, it, you know, you chose a career path and then you went and pursued it and then you did it and that was your thing and that was who you were. Right. And now clearly we're seeing so much more fluidity within industries and in the workforce and in learning. And, and so I think it's fascinating because I'm somewhat the same. I have different hats and you know, that is the the challenge. It's like, what what is it to be a woman in the world today? Because we're also nurturers, whether we have kids or whether we're caring for parents or pets or whatever, we're generally nurturing some someone else other than ourselves. And there's a lot going on there. And I know you're a mom, right? Yes. I honestly, I've never met a woman in my entire life, friend or, you know, fan whose plate wasn't completely full. And whether it's by design, by choice, or by, you know, circumstances, things just happen and you wind up 
taking care of either humans you bring into the world or humans who are in the world, our plates are always full. So if you want to move forward pursuing your dreams as well as be a mom and run your household and, and take care of things, there's going to be going to be a lot of plates spinning in the air that you got to keep spinning. And it's very difficult. And I'm not going to lie or sugarcoat that. Yeah, it takes real intention to look at it, look at your life and start prioritizing and delegating. Do you remember a time in your life when you were close to burnout? Yes. We're going, 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 and we go into burnout and we um, have major health problem or some other tragic thing. And, you know, what we're trying to do on the Well Woman Show is kind of get ahead of that and like provide the tools and the foundation for women to thrive without having to go into all of the burnout and, and all of that. A number of things have worked for me. First of all, uh, changing my diet to cut out all the processed sugars and grains. That's the number one thing. And that's why I even named the books Eat Happy and Eat Happy Too is because my brain chemistry changed when I took processed foods out of my diet and I became more stabilized. <laughs> like even just something as simple as that. Look, look, we're complicated creatures. We have a lot more hormonally going on than men. It's not just about sugar and insulin. It is a lot about that. But you're going to regulate female hormones. You're going to regulate uh, hunger hormones. You're going to regulate your your brain chemistry and all that stuff is very important. I have found a lot of little tricks. Like for example, once had a coach tell me, you know, you, you might be good at all this admin kind of stuff. Cause I have that kind of brain that can track a lot of things, but is that where your genius is? Yeah. And you really need to be working in where your genius is and then find ways to what you're good at can be delegated to somebody else. And, and, and I don't think it's possible to delegate everything. I put these books out and I'm very particular about how I want them to look. Like it took me months to find a printer who would use the right paper. I am very much, I want what I put out there to be very high quality. Yes. So I, I think that also too, there's a thing that we like to do is beat ourselves up on what we didn't get done that day. You go, okay, whatever got done that day was supposed to get done that day. And whatever's going to get done tomorrow is supposed to get done tomorrow. And let's just relax. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, I just had a funny idea. Are you up for a little game? Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, hell yeah. Okay, let's play the, the delegate game. Okay. We're going to go back and forth until we run out of things that we delegate. Okay. And it can be in any area of our lives, right? So I'll start laundry. I delegate laundry to the kids. The kids do their own laundry. Wonderful. I, you know, that was a gift I was given by my mom when I turned 13. She goes, I'm going to teach you how to do your own laundry. That's one of your birthday presents. <laughs> <laughs> Going to the bank. I don't do that. My assistant does that. Mm -hmm. Oh, I like that. Okay. And I'm going to steal yours from earlier because half the time I go to the grocery store and half the time I don't. I really love grocery delivery. Ooh. Okay. I like that a lot. Just errands in general, post office, anything that I can send Leah to do because she's down for doing it is great. And now we now we have cell phones so we can text back and forth. She's like, is this the thing? Did you want that thing? Or you want this color? Like, just go go figure it out. Okay. Um, last one I'll do is I outsource things, right? So I, I don't, like you said, like I don't do everything in my business or in my work. I, I have a lot of contractors, a lot of people assisting. So I think it is about really looking at what, where can you bring your value and then, you know, kind of let go of some of the other things. And also, if you don't want to delegate it, you can delete it too. You don't actually have to do it. I know we forget that. <laughs> and, and that's another thing I try to tell myself all the time is like, when you feel overwhelmed, Anna, 
don't forget, you chose to do all these things. You chose to work outside the system and do a podcast and do books and <laughs> try to be a comic. That's one of the most grueling business-wise. Trying to get shows as a comic is one of the most grueling processes. And it's like, no, you, you chose to do this. Yeah. And you wouldn't trade it, right? You wouldn't trade it. No, I wouldn't. To me, I, I've I worked in television for years and I loved it, but you don't have any say in anything. Only time that you have say in the te whole television process is your very first audition. The rest of the time you're being told what to do. You're being told what to wear. You're being told when to show up. And But with stand-up, you get to get on stage. And for those 10 to 20 minutes, that's all yours. And that's why, to me, live comedy is so magical because that stuff happens and it's a co-creative process with the audience. Well, and for listeners, you know, if you're not going to go be a stand-up comic, you can carve out your own space for your creativity yep. in in your field or in, in something that you've been wanting to do. Just think about that. Like, how much of your time do you spend doing other people's stuff versus your own creative? That's a huge lesson. I've spent a lot of time building other people's brands. And it wasn't until Vinny and I got together and he was like, you need to be working on these books and put something out that's yours. And that, that was huge because I was so used to being the support system for everybody. Yeah. Okay. I'm speaking with Anna Vocino on The Well Woman Show and we'll be right back. I'm so thankful for support from Natural Awakenings Magazine in New Mexico, a monthly green healthy lifestyle publication. And for support from High Desert Yoga, promoting optimum physical health, clarity of mind and spiritual inspiration for all. Many of you have followed my journey from consulting to women's leadership and empowerment, starting a nonprofit, raising two kids, and everything in between. I've really taken some time this year to focus in on where I can help the most women with their own desire to create social impact and also a good income for themselves and their families. As my consulting and coaching practice is growing, I found that one of my favorite things to do is the free discovery sessions. I love hearing about people's passions for the work they do, sharing what I do, and helping people understand what my hybrid consulting coaching is all about. Hint, hint, serious strategy plus spacious mindset. So if you find yourself worrying about whether you'll ever make it in the thing you're pursuing or waking up in the middle of the night anxious about money, lacking energy you need to get everything done or procrastinating on moving forward with projects and tasks, or even if you're in a leadership role, but you're second guessing yourself and not getting things done, I'd love to talk to you. These conversations help me get clear on how I can help more leaders create the impacts and income they want so they can start living with ease and joy. Plus, you'll get a free hour with me to get crystal clear on what you want to create for your company or organization and your life and what's been holding you back. So if you're interested, you can book a call at wellwomanlife.com slash learn more. All right, I'm back with Anna Vicino, voiceover talent, stand-up comic, celiac, writer of cookbooks, and... Anna, we're going into this segment called Superpowers for Success. So I want to ask you a few quick questions. This is going to be like a quick round. Lightning round. Yes, lightning round. The first one is, what does success in life mean to you? Success in life means that I'm feeling like I'm making an impact and also creating a stable financial foundation for my family. I want them both because I came from instability. That's exactly what a lot of the women in this community want. And we want to do it without burning out and without being unhealthy. <laughs> yes, yes, for sure. When did you know you were really good at what you do? I don't know that I know that. Hmm. 
I know that's probably not the answer you were looking for, but I, I think it's okay to still to go, I, I love what I'm doing and I feel okay with putting it out there, but I don't know if I'm the judge of if it's good or not. But there's obviously some something inside you when you write the cookbooks or get up on stage that you you feel connected yes to to whatever magic you know that that happens right would you describe that as as knowing kind of that that knowing I guess so it's funny I guess yeah you do you do get addicted to that feeling of like oh that really resonated we all had a good time I want to keep getting on stage to recapture that feeling over and over <laughs> and over again. it's it's pretty much like crack so yeah I guess so I guess that would be considered that okay and then describe a personal habit that contributes to your well-being Anna I really like, I do a process called, uh, I do belief work a lot. I always like to take a look at beliefs because it's never failed me that when I am able to recognize a negative belief, it kind of goes away. Like a belief that hasn't been serving me when you realize that you have it. Have you ever gone, oh, and then you just feel lighter? Mm -hmm. Generally, that means it's going away. So I actually do a process every day where I look at the day before and I write in my journal, you know, what's a moment the day before where I felt uncomfortable, where I felt a negative emotion? And try to figure out what that was, you know, and say, what, what, what did I feel? Like I had some issues with Amazon with launching the book. And so there've been a lot of opportunities <laughs> to look at what's made me feel uncomfortable. Well, when Amazon does that, I feel completely powerless and I don't like feeling powerless. I like to feel like I'm in control. Well, guess what? That's an illusion. And Amazon's here to remind you of that. <laughs> so maybe maybe it's time to really, you know, so I, I actually do that every single day because I, I want to get past. I want to be the biggest version of myself. And I can only do that if I can, you know, change my paradigms. And do you find that you do it at the same time every day? Do you have like a, a ritual about, around it? Yes, in the morning. Okay. And then as as you practice these, you know, as we practice doing this and, and this self-awareness and, and this reflection, it, it gets easier and easier to do closer and closer to the time that the thing happened. Do you find that you actually are able to create that awareness kind of in the moment that it's happening sometimes? Yes. And and I, I do know that as humans, sometimes we need to marinate in things and sort through our feelings about stuff. But generally, it's a lot faster of a process. I, you know, when I was younger, I would be depressed for months at a time. <laughs> and now it's like a negative reaction happens. I go, oh, I'm able to observe it. Yeah. And say, oh, this is okay. I know you're feeling it right now, but that's okay. Yeah. And, uh, and also too, I know the, the, the magical power of going to sleep that night and then waking up and getting a fresh clean start. Yeah. And do you find that you like to um, deal with it completely internally alone? Or do you sometimes do the kind of venting type of thing with friends? I, I don't like to vent. I don't like to vent. I will. I have certain friends that I that also have this kind of same shorthand that I do. And we will discuss, I mean, we, any, anything is on the table. And we what we call it masterminding, uh, you know, those those negative beliefs. We we will do have those discussions. My husband as well, we're able to have these discussions. Um, but no, I'm not a fan of venting. I feel like venting kind of solidifies your place in the negative trench of whatever it is that's bothering you. And I don't want to do that. I want to recognize it and say, hey, why am I having this emotional reaction? And problem solve it and then ultimately feel better as fast as possible. Right. Release it rather than hold on to it. Yeah. 
Okay, so Anna, what superpower did you discover you had only to realize it was there all the time? Well, I guess I suppose the power of my voice and communication skills. I I didn't realize from a young age that all of the singing and acting lessons and even the the 14 years of ballet, which helped you be in your body, uh, would help me become a better communicator. Yeah. What advice would you give your younger self, say your 25-year-old self? Oh, gosh. I mean, I I guess I would tell her to stop eating so much junk food. (laughs) Would she have listened, though? (laughs) No. Because it took the because I was 28 when I got diagnosed with celiac, it took that diagnosis for me to shift that. So it would it, it don't I would be like don't worry, it's kind of, enjoy enjoy being really skinny because <laughs> it's about to change. No, I, I I think I would say just be easier and 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 just stop worrying less because you're you're gonna work really hard and and you're gonna achieve things and have these life moments that you never would have thought possible. Hmm. Do you identify as a feminist? Oh, absolutely. What does that mean for you? Oh gosh, um, I don't know. I think I think that uh, feminism can get a a bad rap, or like a a stereo. It can get stereotyped, you know, as as like a you know, I I don't know whatever the modern day equivalent of bra burning is, but it's not that. It's just I want women, just like just like men are expected to be the best versions of themselves and pursue every avenue that's offered to them. I want women to have that opportunity as well. And my, my feminism is, is, yeah, I look back at my life and raising my daughter and I chose a very freedom independent oriented path, which enabled me to be with her as well as pursue business opportunities. And so my feminine, my feminism comes in the fact where I'm, I I would like for businesses to have childcare on site. I would like for this to be a more integrated village type of situation. I lived three time zones away from family and didn't have support, you know, so that that's where my feminism comes in. It's like I I don't want to take women away <laughs> out of the workplace and I don't want them to t- take them away from their children either. I want both. I want everybody to have everything. Yeah, no, I know. And that's a lot of what I have actually spent my career on in, you know, outside of the radio show is on women's health policy and empower women's leadership and empowerment. And I actually just posted today something that just nailed it. Um, so that I, I shared it from someone else. And it says, we expect women to work like they don't have children and raise children as if they don't work. That is so true. Yeah. Doesn't that just get you? Like, yeah. we And the social uh, structures and expectations are are just not shifting with with the way that our lives have changed over the decades. It's it's so crazy and and my husband and I, you know, we we do a lot of jokes about this about traditional gender roles and how it's 2019 and it's still this is how it is and it seems so crazy and and we're we're working on a bit and we haven't quite figured it out but I was remembering back when my husband started working for Jimmy Kimmel Live and we knew we knew the job was starting or whatever that Monday was where he started the job. And he just, he got up and got ready and then walked out the door and went to work. And I called him in the car and I was like, bye. Uh, Right. (laughs) And he was like, what? He's like, I have a job. I was like, okay. (laughs) I was like, I also have a job, but I'm like, okay, here's the deal. You're going to do this and we have to do that. And who's making her lunch and do that. You know what I mean? But, but men still in this day and age, I'm not saying every, obviously he made a mistake and we're going to make jokes about it and he's going to be very self-effacing and you know, but he, he just has the luxury of just getting up and walking out the door and not having to ever ask a question or coordinate anything. Yeah. Yeah. And it, and it's, 
the date that it is. So, yeah. Well, you know, the image of Rosie the Riveter saying we can do it. Um, I, I have an image of that. And then I added on there. Um, it says we can do it. And then I added, but, but we don't necessarily, you know, something like, but we don't really, you know, want to be doing it all. Like, actually, <laughs> we do need some help. So it's this real conundrum. Um, okay, last couple of questions. What makes a good leader? Oh, goodness. This is a really good question. I, you know, somebody, I, I, you know, actions speak louder than words. So somebody who, who, who walks the talk, it, to me, is always the best leader. Yeah, and that really goes to your, I, I saw you wrote something about um, really finding your authentic self, like being your authentic self out in the world. And I think leaders need to do that. And, and that's kind of what you're saying. Yes, it is. I mean, we all know we all roll our eyes at the curated social media lives. And I, I love social media because I feel like it can show funny insights into like dumb stuff that's happening right. that I observe around me. And I like to share that with people. But the curated thing, the the only thing I curate is I want the pictures of the food to be beautiful. But even that, I, I hate deceptive pictures of food. Yeah. I hate it. <laughs> like I won't do all the trickery. One of my dear friends is a, is a food stylist and she tells me all the tricks. And I'm like, what? You can't do that. And and I don't, I don't like, so I, I feel like the people who our audiences are generating and, and, you know, like moths to the flame are people who are being their authentic selves yeah. for the most part. I mean, that's yeah. not a hundred percent obviously, but and, and I, I know I'm attracted to those kinds of people. Yeah. I find them interesting. Keeping it real. Keeping it um, real. <laughs> okay. So last question, what are you reading right now, Anna? What's on your nightstand? I am, well, first of all, I've had the Beastie Boys book on my nightstand since Christmas, but I, I'm too nostalgic. I, I can only pick it up every two weeks and read like an essay in it because I love the Beastie Boys so much. And so it makes me, it gets me sad. But 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 the book I'm currently actively reading that doesn't make me sad is, uh, it's called Why We Sleep. And I can't remember who the author is, but it is fascinating and it's making me reprioritize sleep when I never did in my 20s and 30s. Yep, that's a big one. Mm -hmm. All right, well, we'll add those books to our um, our book list. We share our guests' picks. So Anna, it's been so fun having you on the show today. Thank you for having me. That's it for our show today. Remember, if you need support to live your Well Woman Life, head over to wellwomanlife.com slash Facebook to join our community. As a reminder, we are on NPR every week, so be sure to tune in at npr.org slash podcasts and search for The Well Woman Show. If you enjoyed today's show, please take a moment and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts and leave a review. This helps raise visibility, which is super helpful when it comes to producing the show every week. For feedback, comments, or just to let me know you were listening, find me on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Well Woman Life. I'm Giovanna Rossi for The Well Woman Show. Until next time, have a super powerful week.